Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cue the music that you can't hear. What's going on, everybody, and welcome, welcome to Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio, C2CRadioShow.com. We're live through C2CRadioShow.com and Spreaker.com, and uh, always available in archive mode through all of your favorite podcast providers. I'm Stan Grubb, my tag team partners, Rob Hefner. What's going on, man? And, of course, Rob, we are joined by the the third part the third member of the triple threat that's right the doctor is in whoa okay a member uh, he's don't oh! awkward what's up brian oh i i would never mute you sir <laughs> nope it's all live pal So Brian was telling us before we uh, started our live rendition here that he's getting ready for a fun weekend. Brian, tell the people what you're doing. Now you've got a lot of different guests that are <clears throat> that are, that are going to be there, so I know you've got a lot to choose from. But you got kind of a grail opportunity there, don't you? Wow. Yeah. Mhm. Well, I mean, he's a busy dude right now. He is uh, behind the wheel at DC, and they just uh, had a hell of an opening weekend for Black Adam. So he's going to have a lot to talk about. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good opportunity to see is some of the inner workings. That was always my favorite part is the panels. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got a good opportunity there for some spotlight pieces for Vladragul's Fandemonium Emporium. You got to, man. It's, it, it never dies. It just sits dormant until it's needed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen or heard that reference and I don't remember how long. I feel it down in my plums. <laughs> Will Farrell, is there anything that guy can't do? <laughs> so you got a you got a hell of a weekend getting ready to come up. Hey. Just Yeah. Right. We can have some uh some Probably both. <laughs> Yeah. That might have been me. <laughs> there might have been a credit card that was taken out specifically to have <laughs> for that convention. <laughs> well, it was back when back when credit credit wasn't wasn't really a thing to me. <laughs> I wasn't worried. Should have been, but I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> this is a random build. Never seen this one before. <laughs> well, get an opportunity to uh, put put the C2C out there just a schmidge. Maybe drink some beer with the Mulkies again. I'm sure they'd like that.
The thing is, you got to have your Bullet Club shirt on so that they could go, oh, God, it's that same damn shirt. <laughs> You'd have to, out of respect. And, and it won't matter. There'll be that idiot New Japan fan walking around with his authentic, handcrafted shirt. Make fun of ours. And make sure when you go to the con this week, you wear a mask. Not because of COVID. No, just because you're going to be around the great unwashed. You're going to Baltimore for crying out loud. You better be careful. <laughs> you never know, man. There's some, there's some crazy people out there. Oh, yeah, we're up. Oh, the CSA show. Yeah, they had a lot of people going out there. Uh, Terrell Davis was on there at some point. Um, there's a shit ton of other names that I just can't remember that are considerably bigger than Terrell Davis. But yeah, yeah. It's funny because I get emails from them all the time, but I don't remember one time ever wanting to go see a whole bunch of uh, retired football players sign stuff. <clears throat> That'd be a cool one. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. You don't get a redo on that one there, sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> so there's... Yeah, the cattle line. Mm
So uh, before we get into our, our topic, my idea that I had earlier, and uh, we'll, we'll disclose just what that is here in a few moments. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. First and foremost, a huge like just thank you to our listeners uh, all the way, all the way around the world. Um, returning to Spreaker was something that honestly we had to do because as much as I do like Acast and they gave us great hosting and they're still hosting our archives, um, they didn't have a live option. Podbean was kind of frustrating and we just weren't making any headway there. But our downloads guys have seen a great increase in moving and, and kind of refreshing everything for between between Acast and, and Spreaker, we are averaging over 200 downloads a week, which is, um, I mean, there's no other way to put it. That is uh, stellar, <laughs> stellar numbers for us to, uh, to be marching through and in, in our God guys, this is, um, this is like our sixth year. Yeah. Six years in. All right. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but I mean, if you want to put it out there, I mean, I can't argue with it. <laughs> uh, last week's uh, watch along that we did for uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite actually got some some nice, uh, nice responses. So it's good to see our live uh, watch along still get the attention of others. Um so we are going to touch on that first, and then we'll dive into our um, our topic for this week. Our topic this week is moments that made you feel, moments that made you mad, or moments that made you happy. I asked the guys today, I said, all right, guys, a topic idea. Give me three that made you happy, three that made you mad. We're going to go through the list here. We'll talk a little bit about them. But before we do that, I wanted to talk about dynamite from last week specifically the main event mox and adam page and the reason i wanted to bring this up is uh some of the fan responses to that main event now of course mox and adam page had a had a pretty solid match going on and then there was a really rough lariat from mox that hit adam page basically in the side of the head and in the process of him getting hit with that he rotates for that uh backflip bump and lands awkwardly on the side of his head and neck uh, he's out cold the doctors stop the match the referee stops the match and they wheel him out we later find out that it's a um, concussion and that he is released from the hospital and thank god that he's actually okay and will recover but the reason i wanted to talk about it this week guys is, is fans are saying not all fans but some fans are claiming that this is another example of how AEW is not protecting their talent. And before you ask the initial question, because I can hear Brian get ready to say it, give me another example of when. Apparently, they're using the examples of uh, such incidents like Ruby Riot and, excuse me, Ruby Soho and Britt Baker, DMD, both getting injured in their respective matches. And some of the botches, like the one that happened with Lance Archer, with the moonsault, where he landed awkwardly. Go for it. Okay, good one. 
Okay, another good one. Very good ones, and I like where you're headed with that. So we'll we'll lead with you because you've got some good examples there. Brian, fans are pissed. They're saying Tony Khan's not protecting his talent. You bring up two examples of WWE with uh, at the time of both of those injuries, Triple H and Vince McMahon at the helm together. So you can't necessarily say it's a Vince thing. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good Lord. That was really uncomfortable to watch, too. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, I fucking hate that guy. And I don't hate anybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, and if you didn't see it, don't worry. There were 50,000 freaking replays. <laughs> and here's another angle.
And Brett never forgave him. He's forgotten everything else, but not that. Or what about that that idiot guy on uh, Instagram, Superhuman? This is for all my juggalos and juggalettes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, right. Well, and here's the thing. There's and there's. Um, I don't know if you you guys are both on TikTok. I know you've sent clips back and forth, Brian. But there's there's this video that's going around of all of these different botches that have happened in AEW. It's very convenient. It, it, it's one of those situations where you can clearly see that this guy just scoured YouTube to find every clip he could find and pieced them together with this like uh, I don't know crazy music from like How to Make a Murderer or whatever, Making a Murderer. It's just really eerie music. And the whole premise of this argument is is coming from a fan that 
from fans that said there should be a performance center for AEW for this desperate cry to make them just like WWE. Isn't that what all fans, whether you like them or hate them, begged AEW to not be? Why would you want to make them exactly the same? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tons of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what. Go ahead. Right. Uh, Seth Rollins. But don't forget about also him smashing John Cena's nose off his face. You know. Oh, yeah, his quads on the rumble. Yeah. Yeah, that was nasty. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Takes the drop toe hold to the rope, hits his uh, esophagus, and uh, paralyzes himself, basically, and has a heart attack right there in the middle of the ring. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Enzo and Cass, of course. Enzo taking that spot where uh, one half of the Vaude Villains throws him to the rope. Enzo goes for that slide where he's going to, I assume, take the slide under the bottom rope. At this point, we really don't know for sure. But he doesn't. He collides with the second and bottom rope, knocking himself absolutely unconscious <laughs> and being carted out. It just feels like... In... Yeah, yeah. And he, of course, the whole, the whole scariest part of that was when his eyes rolled to the back of his head. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, and, and look at look at AEW as an example. How many people in AEW's roster is out hurt right now? I mean, there's a lot of people hurt right now. It's 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 kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't mind the an injury angle and all that, but stuff that irritates the shit out of me is when someone will, just from way left field, like not even in the ballpark left field, just make a statement like that and then it gains traction. Then you have an idiot, an absolute moron like uh, Goberti, that just throws his attitude out there like, oh, well, you know, the WWE and WCW, they're different. No, they're really not. You Okay, so was it uh, Jim Hurd's fault when uh, Arn Anderson stabbed the shit out of uh, Sid? Was it his fault? Yeah. Well, how about Sting tearing his patella when he was running to the ring to, to get at Ric Flair before his big, big match? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was, uh, it was, um... You know, Vince's fault when, uh, you know, hey, Triple H tore his quad on that pedigree on the table or the walls of Jericho on the table. Stupidity. (laughs) 
He's so desperate for attention. Conan, Conan had had a career, man. Conan has a legacy that's going to span long after he's gone. The Disco Inferno lasted four years. That's a presidency. That's a, you know what I mean? That's what some TV shows last. And then it's gone. Never to be seen again unless you might make it into syndication. Right. Was he relevant? Disco was our truth before being our truth was cool. Mantar. Right. There's there's not a chance in hell I'd even let him sign in. Because here's what would happen, much like, uh, may he rest in peace, much like uh, Axel Rotten did. He'd probably come on half inebriated, screaming we're a bunch of effing marks, and then hang up on us. I don't even think he'd give us the time of day outside of that, because he's just that kind of guy. At least, at least Vince Russo, <laughs> right, right. At least Vince Russo is willing to have an actual conversation. I'll give him that. Um, I don't agree with really anything the guy says, but at least if I disagree with him and I call him out on Twitter for sounding stupid, he'll defend his position. And then if we still disagree, it's, it, it, you just keep it moving. You know, I mean, I respect the hell out of that because here's a guy that, I mean, God, everybody makes fun of him. But, you know, his cup of coffee in the big time <laughs> was was about the same length <laughs> as Disco's. And uh, he's willing to look at it for what it was. I think so. I mean, he's making money. He's, he's working people and he's trying to piss people off like he always did. But he also doesn't take himself so seriously to the point where he's willing to ver- verbally set himself on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he wrote it. That's the thing. He was writing and, and per- performing those pieces 
with his talent. Like he was at least partially responsible for what was happening versus disco dancing in disco pants. Blood runs cold. Ooh, Lasertron had the thing on his uh, wrist and everything. He could press the buttons. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I, it always amazes me when, when fans try so hard, so hard to, like, point out things that just aren't there. There's just so many tinfoil hat theories out there. It's just, it's alarming. How we get, we, we have a guy that does it in our chat. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of people say the the same kind of stuff about what Jericho is doing now, but they forget just how many times Jericho has reinvented him and in turn wrestling around him. I mean, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I agree. <clears throat> Don't try this at home. I mean, it... what's that? I mean, these, these <laughs> I mean, Disco could take a couple if he wants. He got bit, too. Brian got bit. Brian got bit. And he got licked. 
That's right. Can't block that out. That's right. Brian didn't blame the Woodies. He didn't say, ah, it's y'all's fault. I got attacked. Although I think he might have if he had gotten the opportunity. Yes. There's been a, well, Brian's had a lot of chair shots. It's, it's okay. <laughs> We're all right. We survived. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? Hello. <laughs> He's got to block it out, you know. It's it's, it's one of those sore subjects. <laughs> So I asked you guys the question earlier. I said, hey, idea. Tell me about what made you feel. So we'll do one at a time. Top three. Not necessarily in any specific order unless you want to rank them. Brian, what were three times that wrestling pissed you off? Yep. I do. Well, well, I don't, that's why I said it doesn't have to be any specific order, because I think it's difficult to start going. Man, this made me the most mad ever. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, was that a moment that you felt like it pulled you out of being a fan because of just how... No, I'm serious. I'm just kind of asking what your thought was there. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it crazy it's been that long? What about when you're in your early days as a fan? And that was because of how you grew up, right? Because of the talent that you were around back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uncle Ivan. Right. <laughs> okay. When we come back to you, when we come back to you, be ready with one that made you like over the moon excited or happy. Okay. All right, Rob. Talk to me about Times Wrestling pissed you off. Oh, man. Wait, you wrote a letter to him, too? Oh, my God. So did I. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I like yours because you and I had a similar thought process there. Early times when we were just completely bought in. We starting to get our fandom up in the Attitude Era. And then once we kind of understood how things were laid out, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. You don't remember the write your cards and letters thingy? I wrote him a letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I got a postcard with a stamped Hulk Hogan autograph on it. <laughs> Dude, Hulkamania was infectious back in the day. Hey, all right. <laughs> That's right. There's a problem. What else is new? <laughs> we know. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, I got to agree with Rob, the Hogan thing. It did make me mad. It made me sad for Hulk Hogan. But I think the thing that made me the angriest was when my favorite tag team broke up. Yep. I am a huge rocker's mark from way back. When they broke up, I was so pissed. I'm like, what the hell are they going to do with these two guys? They can't go singles. They're not going to find anything for them to do. I was angry mad. <clears throat> when Janetti jumped through the window to get away from Sean, that was it. I feel bad for Janetti. Mm-hmm. Like, when Andre turns on Hogan, rips the cross off his body and everything, I mean, he's got Bobby Heenan there. You knew as soon as Bobby Heenan was there what was going down. <laughs> when the Rockers break up, there's no, like, hint to that. They're just, like, they shake hands, they hug, you're like, oh, cool. Nope. <laughs> now again kind of kind of in the same vein as rob and and brian with the with the attitude era nwo era macho man losing to hogan at that halloween havoc i didn't give a damn about seeing roddy piper i felt like macho man they had built that story up and having macho lose yet again to hulk hogan again made no goddamn sense That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is literally what happens with Savage less than six months later. 
Cut that out, dog. And then the time I can remember being the angriest in a more recent setting was when Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble instead of Daniel Bryan. Because Bryan Danielson, Daniel Bryan was on such a, a rocket to the top. And Roman had been steadily just booed ever since he came back from his surgery at that Survivor Series prior. It was just such the wrong move. It was a huge example, a glaring example of how in 2013, 2014, Vince had no idea what the hell to do. Good to see he got out of that habit. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. Right, right. Right. So. <laughs> right. Hacksaw won the first one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hogan did win twice. Austin's won twice. HBK's won twice. Um, Roman's won it twice. Yeah. Yep. Flair Flair was at three. Yep. Michaels wanted it at one. Uh Benoit wanted it one. Ray wanted it two. That'd be kind of neat. Now, I did ask my wife what were her three, because Brian asked, hey, do you run this by anybody? I did ask her. That's so funny. On her list, Shayna losing to Becky. <laughs> Wade Barrett versus Randy Orton in Survivor Series where Cena gets fired. <laughs> That is uh, Survivor Series 2010, where it's uh, seen as a special guest referee, and if he um, if he screws Wade Barrett, then uh, oh look, Sal Renaro is on uh, Raw. If he screws Wade Barrett, he gets fired. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And the other one, I, I remember it, but I don't remember it being all that important. Vince and Stephanie at No Mercy 03. So, Vince beats her at No Mercy 03, but it's only after uh, Brock Lesnar comes down and basically chokes her out. Well, it's an interesting uh, perspective because it's completely different from where we stood. You know what I mean? But it's a different time frame. It's a different era. <laughs> so let's switch it up. What about the times where they got it right, even if they weren't trying to get it right? Brian, when did they make you happy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh, okay. That made you happy. Jesus. Hmm. So what you're saying is rock and roll needed to die. <laughs> okay. That, that, that just got a little morbid, but okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's because he can't see the paper. <laughs> You were happy when that happened. <laughs> That's true. He is right on that. <laughs> I mean, there's a guy who on social media is famous because of his reaction to that. Hmm. All right, Rob. Maybe you can help bring us out of the doldrums here. <laughs> Three times that it made you happy. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mhm. Right. <clears throat> mhm. I always like the ones that you never see coming, the returns. Those are cool, especially at the Rumble. That's why the surprises are so cool. It's why it's one of my favorite events. Okay, go for it. Showster. Uh, uh, Mike says it differently. I believe Mike told us the story. Mike told us you were doing the pose down. (laughs) 
Damn. You just you just told told Hulk Hogan to suck it. <clears throat> Not a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> so let's see here. I got to pull my list up here. <clears throat> That was a good one. That one was like that feeling of they finally did it right. They finally did it. Here's what I have. 1990, Sting Sting beats Ric Flair for the world title. That... Hmm? I mean, you did too when he got his head smashed in. <laughs> it's just business. It's just business. <laughs> I uh, Sting was was the guy that Sting and the Steiners were the were the people that drew me in to the NWA and WCW. That was how I got really introduced to it. So I remember watching that Clash of the Champions where Sting got beat up by the Horseman. Which, I mean, even at that age, I, I, I remember feeling like it, he's not going to last in the Horseman. I mean, he just knew. He just knew that his, his friendship with Ric Flair wasn't going to be very long. But even still, it, I remember that being like one of the first WCW events I ever uh, ordered, actually. And that was really cool. Because I remember uh, all his buddies were surrounding the ring and everything and carrying them on their shoulders. That was like the first time I remember actually seeing anything like that in wrestling. Uh, 1990? Yeah, yeah. It's about uh, <clears throat> five or six years beforehand. Yeah, just a little, little bit. I never said I had friends. Uh, 2002, when Shawn Michaels came back. Ouch, that's brutal. 2002, when Shawn Michaels came back. That was a huge thing. Um, I remember really being, like, bummed out when he retired. Because he retired in such a crappy way. Like, nobody liked him. He was hated backstage. He had the worst reputation. And I remember, that was, like, the early days of, like... Uh, Melter breaking news and all that stuff. And it just was, it was so messy. And you feel bad for the guy because, like, that's just not how you want to go out. And he was able to come back and have, damn, I mean, what year did he retire officially? 2010? It's a pretty awesome thing to be able to do. And plus his match, his return match at SummerSlam that year was great. And my last... What's that? <clears throat> SummerSlam 2002. Triple H.
Well, I guess it really impacted you in a real personal way. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the greatest night in the history of our sport. Uh, and then and then the third one that I put on there, uh, CM Punk returning in 2021. I've always been a big CM Punk fan, even though, unfortunately, his exit in 22 is going to be a little more infamous. Um, just really cool to see a guy that, to finally get a second chance and to have an opportunity to work. Um, what I had hoped for would be a lot longer, but pretty cool to see it in just the, the moment itself, the fans – the cult of personality, you know, the rumor of it, you know, worst kept secret in wrestling kind of thing. It's just very, very cool. Um, but that, that's what I got. That, those are mine. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know it's over for sure. Um, but there's been a lot of activity on a buyout for his, for his contract apparently. And, supposedly there, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but there's a rumor going around that, uh, he had told somebody that he was done. Fair point. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That came from our pal TK himself. We got it from TK. He said he's got an office job. I couldn't see him going back to WWE. It doesn't mean it'll never happen, because I think we've learned that lesson, to never say never. I just don't see it happening. Ice cream bars? I want ice cream bars.
So, uh, so he's not selling ice cream. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Toying people's emotions and their appetites. <laughs> Screw you guys! Here's my ice cream. He's gonna retire and sell ice cream for the rest of his life. I don't think Triple H would. I think Triple H looks at him as a, as more of a liability. I can't see him. I just can't see him in a WWE ring again. I, I don't think it would happen. Agreed. Now, mm -hmm. <laughs> Ace bit a guy. That's the only thing I'm going to say from now on about Brawl Out. Ace bit a guy. <laughs> you know, we, we wrestling right now is in such a weird state. Not a bad state, just a weird one. Because literally anything can happen at any given moment. We could find out. Game Changer Wrestling is going to be the next major streaming platform, right? We could find out that uh, Nick Gage is going to get a title shot on Raw. You know what I mean? Like, we were literally in the middle of that kind of an era. Oh, wait. Yes, they are. As is Defy Wrestling out of, uh, out of Washington State. Both of them will be spotlighted on the Roku channels. And let's take a look. <clears throat> I can give you the name of the stream for Game Changer. Now, Game Changer is interesting because they've had one, well, all of their death matches, but not to mention Matt Cardona, John Moxley, and many, many, many other cameo appearances. Uh, for some reason, it's just not showing up in my feed here. But Game Changer did announce a streaming deal today. And it sounds like they're working with, um, here we go. It looks like they're working with Fight TV. AEW was going to let Billy Gunn show up last Monday, Brian, <clears throat> for the DX 25th anniversary. But uh, WWE refused to acknowledge that Billy Gunn worked at AEW. So he pulled him from the from the appearance. What do you think? Good, bad, what do you think?
<laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, they did not say AEW by name with Cody, but they did say he had made a huge name for himself working in other places. I think that's about as close as you'd get with that. In sad news, folks, we, we will no longer be seeing Ezekiel on WWE TV. No, Ezekiel was released from WWE. However, I'm excited to announce that Elias is back. So nobody gets to speak with Zeke anymore. <laughs> WWE did actually, I don't know why, but they did actually do a release. A press release advising they had released Ezekiel. <laughs> and Elias would quote on Twitter that he was sad to see his brother retire and he had a great career. <laughs> it, you know, it was one of those gimmicks where it was so dumb it was funny. Because literally everybody bought in except Kevin Owens. <laughs> No, that's not Elias. It's Ezekiel. What are you talking about? That was the best part of it because Kevin Owens would be like, "No, you're lying. That's that's not him. That's really Elias." And it was just it was funny, but it died. It died a slow death. I thought it was funny. I wouldn't necessarily say he's like the second coming or anything. Let's not go too far. Dale Earnhardt Jr. getting ready to get in the ring. He's looking like he's going to punch Corey Graves. Oh, oh no, he's he's just squinting because he has glasses on. My bad. <laughs> Don't do it! <laughs> Charlotte. Uh, 
let's see. Uh, I, one thing I did want to touch on was uh, wanted to send out some some thoughts, condolences, and prayers to uh, Kevin Nash and his family. Um, found out last Friday, <clears throat> I think it was last Friday, that uh, Kevin Nash's son Tristan had passed away from apparent heart attack. Uh, it's just absolutely awful news. I listened to. Nash's uh, Click This podcast today where he was kind of talking about just some of the things that they had been working on together and it was just sad to uh, sad to hear about and here's to hoping that they have find some healing in time I guess I know that sounds bad but I, I don't know that there's another way of saying how, how sad it is that, that, that's kind of all I can really say Twenty six years old. That's just that's too damn young, especially for yeah, a heart attack. I'm just gonna say all the things that Brian says. Is that okay? Yes. Right. No, I I do. I just I feel like I'm just saying the same things you're saying. I'm just restating them. <laughs> Oh, yep, you're right, Brian. I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. Yes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Rampage was uh, Friday night. We had an All-Atlantic Championship defense with Preston Vance, Roosh, and Orange Cassidy. Rob, what do you think of Orange Cassidy as All-Atlantic Champion? Ooh, not excited. Okay, why is that? Yeah. Brian, same question. What do you think of Orange Cassidy as champion? Oh, no, that's my gimmick. Get your own. Damn it. It's gimmick infringement. <clears throat> Who's a really good wrestling lawyer I can call? Wow. Nobody has one? Nobody knows one? These guys are awful. Stokely Hathaway, I'm sure he knows somebody. He's part of the firm, after all. In other news, Corner to Corner suffered a horrible death as they <laughs> went down in flames with my jokes. Well, we can't all just be funny looking. Some of us actually have to try hard. Damn. Nobody likes you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Rob. Uh, I did think that uh, the triple threat with Orange Cassidy, Roosh, and Ten was actually pretty good. Um, I feel like the crowd is just so bought in to Orange Cassidy that I don't know that this guy could do any wrong. Like, I don't even know if you could turn him heel.
think I think what's going to happen here is now he's like Roosh has gotten in his head. And they're basically just continuing the whole Andrade angle. Only Roosh is now the guy in charge. Mm-hmm. Roosh and Andrade, yeah. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> Damn it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it, the whole thing has been snake bit from the beginning. Andrade does the stare down with Ten, wants to wants to buy his contract out. That segment actually went down in ratings. People just turned it off. <laughs> Two weeks later, Andrade's again. Backstage on Rampage, trying to get into Ten's head. And then the following Wednesday on Dynamite, well, no, not on Dynamite, but before Dynamite, Andrade decides to throw punches at Sammy Guevara, thus being taken off TV. I mean, the, the angle just should have, to me, it should have just stopped right there. But, who knows? Nobody really knows what, what Preston Vance's... Uh, potential is really where would where it would stop so the idea that he could be in the i assume it's still called the afo um the idea that he could be involved in that could be a good positive for him i mean clearly Brody lee and other people backstage at aew felt that he had something to offer he has a presence to him i i don't know that i've ever heard him talk so i don't know if he can really cut a promo but He's definitely has a following. Could be something big. You don't see maybe a little bit of uh, opportunity kind of like uh, Hobbs? No. Okay. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe the first thing they do is they strip the mask off of him and force him to try his hand at something else. Oh, wow. That would be funny if they changed his number. You're no longer 10. You are now 11. Ha, ha, ha. Like, I just don't know if that would really go over very well. Now you've pissed me off. Now you're back down to 12. <laughs> do you think that the Dark Order is done, guys? Like, do you think that the Dark Order has kind of run its course? Or do you think that there's more to the story? Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. Only for Hangman to turn him down. Only for Hangman to turn him down. Mm-hmm. Brian, same question. Is there is there uh, is there time done? You think? Now, damn it, that's twice. One more time, that's three strikes. You're out. That's right, three strikes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You're in timeout. The only thing you can talk about is uh, how much you love WWE's product. <laughs> gotta have nuts to, to talk about these nuts you wish you and your homoerotic tendencies Ugh. what <laughs> what holy shit okay you win I've never heard that that before <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right. You hear that loud click? That's the sound of thousands of people turning their computers off. <laughs> hey, but we're big in Ireland. Shout out to all the folks in Ireland. Number 15 on the charts and podcasts in Ireland. That's right. If all... Yo, I'm all about drinking and doing some podcasting. What'd you say? Uh, no. <laughs> well, you guys will represent. Have fun. But, but it's 3 p.m. Well, we're still drinking. Not really a lot else going on as far as newsworthiness. Um, unless you guys have heard anything, what, what do you got for me this week? All right. The internets? Yeah, the feed. Yeah, that's a big negative. Yeah, what do you think of that? ROH is going to be at 3 p.m. NXT will probably be at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. I mean... Is is Tony Khan going to do another media scrum where he gets pissed off and says he's got more money?
Yeah, I don't know if you saw any of Halloween Havoc, but it was it was uh yeah, it was bad. It was very very bad. Um Mandy Rose and uh, Alba Fire was just dog shit. They tried to do like a a cinematic piece for it. It was just, it just didn't work. Braun Breaker, Ilja Dragunov and uh, JD McDonough was good though. That was a good match. Only hi- only highlight of the of the night for me. Yeah, I don't understand how she even got involved. I I know they were desperate to get attention to the show, so they threw as many names as they possibly could this past Tuesday. Did we ever did we ever find out who the uh who the person in the red sweatshirt is for uh, Joe Gacy's group. Okay. So if they had, you probably wouldn't have even <laughs> like, I don't know somebody in a sweatshirt. What the hell? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hard to get behind, especially when when they can't seem to figure out what they want to do. And and people are I don't know if you saw the uh, imagery, but, you know, people have been making fun of Tony Khan for being Booker of the Year by Dave Meltzer. But people actually made images of Shawn Michaels being awarded worst Booker of the Year. Uh, I mean, well, he's the head guy, but he's running both brands up top. Michaels is in charge of NXT. Michaels is actually a VP now. There's no nepotism. He, he earned it. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they kept them unless they're just trying to honor someone else's commitment i don't know i don't i don't think bruce pritchard was was that important as an idea man as he likes to profess that he is right exactly he was the joked about yes man for vince mcmahon next to uh, patterson and briscoe Right, right. I wonder sometimes if Bruce Pritchard was like, no, you're not putting me on TV. I'm not getting involved in that. How long was that? Let's see. He had did Brother Love all the way through 95-ish. Yep, and he he also did the gimmick battle royal. 
uh, at WrestleMania as Brother Love. Which is weird because Brother Love never wrestled. But whatever. Yeah, man. Ugh. Yeah. I'm I'm trying, man. I'm struggling. Struggling. Major League Wrestling uh, has seen a, a pretty good boost from uh, YouTube. I did see this actually over the weekend. Apparently, they're working on getting another syndicated show, much like Sinclair used to do. Um, but right now, Major League Wrestling, which is uh, highlights Alex Hammerstone, David Richards, uh, quite a few other guys, um, they're supposedly getting a deal to move off of BN Sports, which is their current streaming platform, uh, and they're trying to get into kind of like a CW kind of negotiated deal was what I last read. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch MLW, but it is pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's a documentary that is in the works where apparently talent was told, hey, if you don't want to be on, you don't have to. Who would not want to be on? Jericho signed a new deal last week since you brought him up, and he is a part of the creative team for AEW now. Is Jericho in a different situation, you think, if if he was to be labeled as a VP, so to speak? He's not at the top of the card. He's not really, you know, the main guy in AEW, but they could go back to him for a short period of time. It seems like he's now more interested in helping get younger talent moved up. So do you think if he actually had that kind of a official role, like a VP role, that that would be okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
not not to mention the fact that it doesn't matter if he's good or bad. Doesn't matter if he, you know, is top of the card or opening the show or whatever. The fans will still sing Judas while he walks to the ring, even if they cut it off in the middle of the song, or even if they play a different theme. They'll sing Judas before they let him actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. Claudio <laughs> Castagnoli <laughs> Castronovo, that's a nice name. Brian mm-hmm. Brian Jericho has had a uh, a huge huge career i mean if this is the way he ends it out putting ring of honor on tv because now that's the other rumor is that they're about to come into a weekly show and uh we talked about it last week and the week before about how jericho's the guy to carry that title in and and to put it on somebody that'll help catapult them up what do you think about his uh his role See what you did there. Because, yeah, I do. I see. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I don't know what I think. Tell me what to think, Brian. Treat me like you treat those bobbleheads. What should I think, Brian? Damn, I gave him an opening. He didn't even take it. This is so disappointing. Wait, you want me to what? I can't. I can't make it happen. It's not working. The medicine's not working. Damn it. Jericho's a Jericho's incredibly creative. Um, there is no question that he has reinvented himself more times than than a lot of people, and he's responsible for a lot of resurgences, including AEW's you know, opportunity to grow when they did in 19. I don't know that it's a bad idea to have a guy like him. I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea to have a guy like him in that role. What I think is that he is different than say the bucks and Omega because he's done it. He's earned the right to be in that position. Plus he's not selfish. How many people has Jericho beaten versus lost to in the past three years? Jericho's put over just as many, if not more, than he actually beat. So I think he's he's made for that role. I think if there's a guy you want to trust in the backstage area, it's him. 
Damn. So you asked me all that and you just ignored me? You shut me out? Wow. I'm hurt, man. You're saying I was going on and on and on. Is that what you said? On and on. Just droning on and on. Damn, that's just mean. That's not just mean, but that's mean-spirited. I'm hurt. I'm hurting, man. Y'all are just cold. You're cold-blooded. I didn't do anything to deserve this bullshit. Oh, you know what? Fine. Next time I won't call you. It'll be the Stan Grub Show with one listener. And it'll be me making sure it's airing. <laughs> That's right. She'll be like, you need to put Brian and Rob back on. I can't listen to you. <laughs> All you ever do is just sit there and talk about, well, you know, the rating for this match was. Oh, that's not fair. I mean, I could rant about other things. I could go and give a glowing review of how Marvel Snap is an absolutely amazingly fun game. What level are you on now, Brian? What level are you on? Close to 200? You haven't made 200 yet? Those are rookie numbers. See, I haven't done that yet. I don't know that I want to do that. I mean, well, I, I take that back. I spent the, what was it, three bucks for the Captain America one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you just got to do the daily missions. Yeah, tomorrow's the start of week. Is it week four or three? Three. I gotta say, I mean, I've been playing, I've been playing Supercard since it came out in 2014, and I remember thinking to myself, wow, this is gonna be a, an interesting way to, to change up wrestling games, and it really did as far as cards, but now playing in, playing Snap, it's a lot faster, and it frankly makes, I mean, it's just a lot easier to, to level through, like, you can literally strategize it but i'm i've been playing it since what did it come out last wednesday or tuesday so i'm still i'm still running into new cards that i haven't seen and i think the card count that i have right now the level i'm on like 229 but i was looking at what the card count was I have no idea, but it's quite a few. Yeah. I've 
What's that? I don't know. That's I was just literally looking for it just now, and I don't see one. But I'm just sitting here thumbing through, like scrolling through, and it's just there's a lot of cards. Two two oh okay. So you're not doing too bad. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, I'll I'll win like two or three, you know, with the with eight, and then I'll yeah, then I'll go on a losing streak. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that actually. So. The matches, it says searching for opponents, so it set, it treats it like it's matching you with an actual other person. And there's a lot of times we have to wait for them to play a card, so it certainly seems like it's another person. Mm-hmm. No, no. There, I know that there's some modes in supercard that it's computer and then some of it's actual people right Mm -hmm. Right. Now... Rob, have you had a chance to download it yet? It is... I, personally, I, I enjoy a game where you can strategize like this, but I think you'd really enjoy it. The question that I'm running into now is just going to be how far it goes, because a lot of these kind of games, they don't last very long. Like, it was actually an anomaly that Supercard lasted has lasted as long as it has most of the times these things are done in a year or two mm-hmm yeah 
is that is is that what kind of put you out of of playing supercard as much, Brian? Was the the fact that you were kind of at a at a stopgap there? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, and it gets frustrating, especially when you're you're playing and doing all the things that you would think would be the best way to get you up to, up the ladder, and then you're only going but so far until you just run into these dumb brick walls that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. So you're officially done with Supercard. Have you deleted it from the phone yet? Nope. I knew that something was different when when I changed my phone up and I couldn't get I couldn't get into my old account at first. So I had to start kind of not start over, but I started from pretty far down the way. Like, uh, I don't know. I think I was all the way down to, like, Royal Rumble 21. So I was able to able to level up from there to Ronin within, Rob, how long was it? A week? Two weeks? So once I noticed that, I definitely noticed a shift. Because, like, that, there's, you can never get that far up that fast. Before before Ronan came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Man, that's not cool. I can never get past the third puzzle. <laughs> Damn. That's just not right. Brian, this kid just called me dumb. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, before we close... Uh, I thought you got the SummerSlam. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. While I'm doing that, hey, how far have you gotten in Gotham Knights? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me about that one. Greenlight Valley? Dreamlight. Rob, Rob, you have two that are SummerSlam BCE? That's cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so you got some room to run. <laughs> yeah. I was having fun with that, leveling up my uh, <laughs> my one account. I was like, all right, cool, because it was happening fast. So I was like, all right, cool. Go figure. You have fun when you actually excel. <laughs> well... Let's see. I think that about covers it for us for this week. Um, catch up with us here on the Twitter bot at C2C Radio Show. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C and Brian's at Vlad Dragul C2C V L A D D R A G O O L C2C. And catch up with me 
at Stan Grubb everywhere. C2C Radio Show for the website, c2cradioshow.com, that is. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. We're live, pal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.